Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, December the 4th, 2021. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here for my favorite podcast of the week in the NBA. That's our Saturday edition because I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Josh Crash Davis. How are you today, Crash? Doing well this morning. How are you, Coach? Doing well. Looking forward to this slate. It's a weird one because we have no 7 or 7.30 Eastern game. We don't mm-hmm. start the slate until 8 p.m., which is unique, and uh, it's six games, so it should be a good one to go over. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good one. Um, the Bucks are playing on this slate, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing them a little bit, but it should be a good slate. There's some good games on here. I figured you'd have some kind of like black patch on or something because Giannis is doubtful tonight. So yeah. I didn't know if you'd even be able to do the podcast. No, nah. <laughs> we persevere. <laughs> we push through and persevere. So There you go. At least you yeah. got some of those other guys back, right? Right, right. I mean, now we got DeMarcus Cousins, so I'm interested to see how he's going to fit in. Yeah, he's uh, that was, should be interesting for sure, yeah. no doubt. And you're going to sign Wesley Matthews again, I heard? I guess. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know. Crazy stuff. All right. Well, fantastic. A couple things to announce. First of all, we have a contest uh, today. Uh, We figured we'd celebrate the fact that we have a late start. Uh, So we're going to uh, have one a drawing today for a one week membership, uh, all access Coach Talk membership. That's going to take place at 7 p.m. tonight. So normal lock time. Uh, is when we're going to draw for that. We'll do that right here in YouTube, uh, on YouTube. So all you have to do to qualify to be in that drawing is you have to give the thumbs up and then subscribe if you're not already subscribed and put a comment. Any kind of comment, uh, that's what enters you. And then we'll take all the people that commented and did uh, the other two things there in YouTube, draw from there and announce it right at 7 p.m. on YouTube. So if you want to get in a contest, you do that, check back at 7 Eastern uh, so you can see if you won that week membership. And then also uh, on Saturday, every Saturday, we do our two brains are better than one FanDuel GPP build, which we will do at the end of this podcast. So stay tuned for the fun stuff, or if you don't want the individual game breakouts uh, when it's premiering, you have to watch it. But yeah, uh, if you're going to watch it after that, you can zip all the way to that uh, part of it if you want. But mm-hmm. I recommend as part of your preparation each day is, you know, get the contests set so you know what you're going to be in. Check out the podcast, get those initial lineups in. And then after that, you know, then you get in Discord with us and you can finalize those lineups. So, yeah, we have a lot of members and, and people on YouTube making comments all the time about how our podcast helped them cash, you know. So, definitely recommend listening to the whole thing if you got the time. So. Absolutely. Well, let's make it uh, a quick one so that everybody has time to squeeze it in between uh, Saturday family stuff and working and everything that everybody has going on. All right, six games slate. Uh, we'll go through our regular breakdown here and give you a good feel. This is an interesting fact today, Josh. There's there's uh, 12 teams playing, okay? So the funny thing is one team from each game, six teams are on the second night of a back-to-back. Hmm. The other team is not. In fact, yeah. they're on an island game. So we have major 
advantage for the team on an island game in all six games and then the other team on the second night of a back-to-back. So right. how does that twist affect things? Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see for sure. Definitely. All right, well, let's start off with game number one. No sense in delaying any further. Game number one is uh, at 8 o'clock, as we mentioned. It's the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's favored by 5.5. The total is 215. 104.75 implied for the Heat. 110.25 implied for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Heat come in at 14 and 9. The Bucks come in at 14 and 9. So one of these teams is going to come out with an advantage in the Eastern Conference standings over the other. The big news is the injury news. Who's not playing is almost as big as who is playing. We know that Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler are already uh, out. So mm-hmm. there's no having to worry about deciding that at the last minute. Uh, Morris and Oladipo still remain out for Miami as well. And then, of course, like we mentioned at the top of the show, Giannis is doubtful. So, you know, more not going to count him into any of this figuring out beforehand. You've got two probables in Cousins and Hill, and then three guys, the same three that have been out forever, DiVincenzo, Lopez, and Ojale all remain out. So from a statistical look here, before you give us your analytic breakdown here, uh, we've got, again, like we do in each game, Miami's on the second night of a back-to-back. So Mm -hmm. not only are they shorthanded, but they're playing two nights in a row and they're on the road in Milwaukee. So that is a rough schedule and a rough uh, happening there. That's surprising that that line is only five and a half, but that's just because of Giannis. Right. Um, As far as pace goes, Miami's 28th and Milwaukee ninth. So it is a pace up game for those guys from the heat that Mm -hmm. are playing offensive efficiency, both teams pretty solid Uh, Miami sixth, Milwaukee 12th. And then defensively, these teams are really solid, and Milwaukee has turned it up about 10 notches. They they were 18th like two weeks ago, yeah. and now they're all the way up to 8th. And then Miami is 11th. So you got you know, a lot to consider and unpack here with the second night of a back-to-back for Miami. Two teams, uh, especially on the Miami side, that don't play extremely fast, mm-hmm. and two good defenses. So... You're our Milwaukee Bucks specialist. How do you see this game unfolding? You know, I really like – actually, I really like the the value for Miami in this game. You've got Gabe Vincent at 3,900, Caleb Martin at 36, P.J. Tucker in a little bit of a revenge game at 3,500, and then Dwayne Dedman at 3,700. There's four guys under 4K um, on DraftKings. So all those guys, to me, you could use any of them. Um, and then – with Jimmy Butler out, um, Tyler Hero, you know, I definitely want to look at him. I think Drew Holiday is going to be on Kyle Lowry, so uh, that should open up plenty of opportunities for Tyler Hero in this game. And then on Milwaukee, you know, going back to what happened in 2020 when Giannis was out, Chris Middleton was a very key player um, in that series, and I think that he could probably put up similar numbers with Jimmy Butler out. Um you know, he's not going to have to worry about Jimmy Butler's defense. So I think that Chris Middleton's going to be a solid play. 
Um, with Giannis out, you could look at Bobby Portis. He's 6,400 uh, on FanDuel, 7,100 on DraftKings. And uh, Middleton, 7,500 on DraftKings, by the way. And then um, with Bam out, you could look at a value play in Cousins. But for me, I think mainly I want to look at Middleton and Portis and then um, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and, and Dwayne Dedman on the Miami side. Okay. So a lot of a lot of exposure here then? Um, potentially, depending on how the lineup construction turns out. Um, but definitely looking at that value on the Miami side. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting part here is, you know, the, who's going to fill in what spots in these lineups? And we saw some of it yesterday with – uh, the heat, but on back to backs, man, they never pushed Lowry so far. Mm -hmm. You know, he's an older player, so he's not yeah. even in consideration for me for the reason you said Drew Holiday's gonna guard him, right? Plus, it's a back to back. But Tyler Hero's a baby, what is he, 20, 21? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's such a baby. Uh, and I think this, you know, makes it tough to sit him because I think his usage is gonna be so high. And, uh, you know, I know Milwaukee's defense has been hugely improved, but I think Hero's one of those key plays, I think. It's 7-4 is very fair, yeah. mid-price mid guy. And then, you know, the guy I wanted to ask you about that I'm thinking about, I know he's super-duper uh, points-dependent, but Duncan Robinson was making some baskets last night, and he's mm -hmm. a streaky guy. At 4-4, he could be a real steal, don't you think? Yeah, he definitely could. And that is one thing I will say about Milwaukee is as good as they are defensively, they really struggle with three point shooters. You know, right. so that's when I was looking at Tyler Hero and potentially Duncan Robinson, um, PJ Tucker, you know, all those guys, you know, they're in play because, I mean, LaMelo Ball and, and Kelly Oubre were just killing Milwaukee from three the other night. So, yeah, I definitely think those kind of guys are in play. Plus, you know, without Giannis as that backstop, you know, it's mm -hmm. even tougher to play perimeter defense. You know, you can get out and pressure more yeah. you know, when you have Giannis or even Lopez when he, you know, was back there. But now, you know, you really don't have a shot blocker, true shot blocker back sure. there. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, You know, I also think uh, Deadman is in consideration. I'm not jumping out of my seat for him, but I think he's uh, – at three seven, you know he can make a lot of things work. Yeah, but a huge jump from uh, DraftKings to FanDuel. He's fifty eight on FanDuel. So I know twenty one hundred dollar difference. So mm -hmm. definitely not a play on FanDuel, but a very good value play on DraftKings. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those where you really do have to shop the price. For sure. As, as far as Milwaukee, you know it's. First of all, the five and a half point spread is interesting to me. I just don't know if as good as Milwaukee's playing that they struggle that bad with the heat without, you know, their two best players. Uh, so mm -hmm. that should be interesting. But, you know, I have trouble when they're playing to distinguish between, uh, you know, when Giannis is in with Holiday and Middleton. But as soon as one of them sit, the other two guys are in play for me. So the yeah. big thing – decision I have to make is if this game does stay even close to that spread, you know, less than 10 even, and it stays that way, I think Holiday and Middleton are going to grab the majority of that usage from Giannis. It shows mm -hmm. that 
you know, you look up basketball reference and both of their numbers usage wise go uh, up quite a bit. The other guys all split it up. Allen, Connaughton, Portis, Hill, Hood, Cousins, Noara, even if he gets in there, those guys are all going to get a little chunk of it, but yeah. the majority of it and getting it done and winning this game is going to fall on Holiday and Middleton's hands. So even though it's a lower lower total than the other games at 215, I think that I'm going to have exposure here. I, mm-hmm. I like the the val- hero and the value with either Robinson and Deadman on one side, and I think Holiday and Middleton are two good guys to go to. So. Yeah, it's sort of odd that it's the lowest total on the board, and I really like it. Yeah, I, I was looking, you know, at Holiday a little bit too, but I kind of feel like him and Lowry are going to cancel each other out, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's possible. It depends on how many minutes Lowry gets on a back-to-back. Yeah. yeah. Not only has he not been pushed on back-to-backs, he sat a lot of them. Mm. So. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. So we got to keep an eye on that. Well, Gabe Vincent would start if he was benched, right? I would think so. I, yeah. I think that's the way that they would go. You know, they may switch things around, but, you know, that more likely is this scenario. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that. All right. We have the other eight o'clock game is the Chicago Bulls and the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn by three. This should be a fun game to watch. Yeah. It's a nice 220 total, 108 and a half implied for Chicago, 111 and a half uh, implied for Brooklyn. Chicago comes in at 15 and eight, Brooklyn at 16 and six. Both teams playing really good ball. You've got uh, Caruso questionable for Chicago, and then Green, uh, Kobe White, and Williams out. That's Javante Green. So those guys are out Mm -hmm. for Chicago. Brooklyn, you got Cam Thomas as uh, probable, and then Duke, Harris, and Irving still remain out uh, for Brooklyn. Statistically speaking, we've got Chicago the 15th pace, Brooklyn 12th, so you know a little bit above average to average speed there. Uh, you've got 7th and 10th, respectively, in offensive efficiency, so two teams that have been around the block and know how to score the ball. But here's the problem, and this is where I've got to try to figure out, is it worth it? This is tied for the highest total on the board, but you've Mm -hmm. got the seventh best defensive efficient team in the league in Chicago and fifth in Brooklyn. Yeah. So that's a little bit scary in itself. And then the last thing before your breakdown in this game, it's Brooklyn that's on the second night of the back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So we need to just make sure no one's sitting, uh, you know, in that group uh, going into this game. I mean, it's it's a pretty high-profile game, so I do think we'll get everybody to play. Yeah, yeah, and they played each other on November 8th, and it's kind of crazy how the game turned out because the Bulls won the game 118-95, to but Brooklyn actually led 78 to 76 after three quarters. And then the Bulls outscored them 42 to 17 in the fourth quarter. Wow. So this is this is definitely um, a potentially very close game. You know, just looking back at that first game, it just kind of got away from him in the fourth quarter. But yeah. yeah, you mentioned it with Alex Caruso. So if he's out. I like Ayo Desunmu as a as a value play. He's three thousand on DraftKings. He had his best game of the year against Brooklyn in that game. Um, 
So that's definitely a value play that I want to look at. Um, Kevin Durant had a really nice game against Chicago. He had 38 points and 11 rebounds um, on November 8th for almost 60 DraftKings points. So you can definitely look at him. Um, DeMar DeRozan, he's 9,100 on DraftKings. It's a little pricey for me. Uh, I probably prefer Zach Levine over him. He's 8,900, so just a little bit cheaper. And then um, LaMarcus Aldridge, he had 35 DK points against them in that game. Uh, he's only 5,600. So so those would be the, the key plays that I'm looking at in this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the, the Durant play at 11-3. I mean, you've got him at 11-3 and Harden at 11-2. So mm-hmm. basically, you know, they tell you, hey, you can play one of them, but you're not going to generally be able to play both. Right. Um, I, I like Durant in this matchup, although – you know, I'm interested to see for Chicago if Caruso sits. I think they maybe play Derek Jones Jr. over Dasunmu, Dis- but mm. they'll both play because Jones Jr. is a good defender. I think he's long enough to give Durant a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, and I think they may start him just uh, in order to guard Durant. So that gets me a little nervous. And as much as I like Durant and as well as he played, uh, before I just want to make sure what that lineup is going to be because if Jones Jr. is in there to be the Durant stopper, then hmm. maybe Harden is the play. Yeah. Um, you know, and neither one of those guys, even though they're both veterans, Harden and Durant, I don't think they ever need a day off. I'm serious, they could play seven games in a row, seven days in a row, and play like 40 minutes. Those two just never want to come off the court and they don't seem to get gassed at any point. Mm-hmm. So I definitely like one side or the other here. Um, leaning, if it's Jones Jr. in the lineup to start, I'm leaning Harden. But I, I do want exposure in this game uh, on both sides. So on the on the Bulls side, you know, it's tough. Again, you're, we're in that dilemma every day. Ball, Levine, DeRozan, and Vuk, and none of them are cheap. So, you know, who do you go to there? So that's the big question. I mean, for me... Uh, you know, from a, a salary standpoint, you know, you almost want to go ball just because he's seven two. The other mm-hmm. three are all eight nine nine one and nine four. So a possibility of Alonzo Ball mid price uh, with Harden right across from him. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge at five six is a nice play, but you know, again, it's a back to back. He is the one guy mm-hmm. I think they protect. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets ruled out at some point, uh, which, you know, I still don't want to go Claxton or Griffin or whoever's going to jump into that spot Mm -hmm. because they may go small and let KD play some center or James Johnson uh, may get the start there at three, three. So, you know, there's a lot of things, but we need that news. That news dependent is important. If you're playing a GPP shot, like you said, Derek Jones Jr. at 3.1 or Desunmu at the dead men three mm-hmm. aren't the worst plays, you know, with Caruso out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, going back to the Harden pick, do you think that, that Lonzo Ball would be on him? You know, I I, I think so. I mean, that's yeah. what I have right now. Because um, I feel like Ball's a pretty good defender. I mean. Ball? yeah. Yeah, he's 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 pretty good in the fact that he's rangy and he you know creates some trouble, but I just don't think he's strong enough, you mm-hmm. know, to 
on those drives, Harden bulls yeah. his way in there. He's still, you know, scrawny like his brother. They're both yeah. super thin, but um, I think Harden struggled quite a bit in their first matchup. So that's one thing I was looking at. But that's true. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be a good game, though. I think oh, that's yeah. the one I'll watch the most. Yep, that should be the game of the night. So, well, right, no, you'll be watching Memphis and Dallas. <laughs> oh gosh, I I'm not going to watch that game. I'll tell you what, I just about threw up last night watching oh, the no. Mavericks game. That was the most pathetic stretch of basketball, Pelicans and Mavericks last night. Oh, it, it looked like a uh, summer league scrimmage. It was horrible. Mm. But anyway, I won't get crying too much on this. Let, let me get right to it. It's it's the Memphis Grizzlies at the, at the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas on the second night of a back-to-back after losing at home to the Pelicans in an absolutely pathetic performance. Dallas minus six, 105.75 implied for the Grizz, uh, 111.75 implied for Dallas. And to be favored by six after mm-hmm. that performance is – says a lot. Yeah. Um, Memphis comes in at 12 and 10. Dallas has fallen to 11 and 10. They are dropping like a stone. Mm. They were 10 and four at one point. So they're one and six in wow. the last seven. Yep. Uh, you've got injury wise. You have Brandon Clark uh, is questionable for Memphis off the bench. Uh, then we know that Zion Williams is doubtful. He's getting closer to coming back though. Hmm. Anderson, which is a big player for them, Merrill, and then some guy by the name of Ja Morant, they're all out. So you've got this Memphis team limping into town, you know, better than the the team that just left town in the Pelicans, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, As far as the Mavericks go, you have uh, two guys, important guys, uh, in in the um, questionable range in Porzingis, and then Willie Cauley-Stein. And they're only important because they're in the rotation. So the question is, what is that rotation going to do? And is Kid going to try to flip something up there? I mean, something's got to change in order to get something something mm-hmm. going. Statistically speaking, uh, we've got uh, the Memphis Grizzlies 10th in pace. So it is a good pace up game for Dallas. Dallas is all the way down to 27th. And then offensive efficiency, Memphis 8th, Dallas 13th. Neither team playing any defense here, Crash. That's why this game should be circled. But, man, you got to hold your nose when you do it. Memphis is 28th, and Dallas is dropping their 21st. So you've got two teams that are not strong at lacing it up here. So, you know, does Jay Kidd rest anybody from the Dallas side? If not... Uh, you know, what do you think this game looks like? Um, well, first of all, is Perzingis supposed to play? Questionable. And questionable. It's, a tr- it's a true questionable. It's okay. 50-50, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, on the Memphis side, you definitely have, you know, the guards, Brooks, Melton, Bain, um, with John Morant out. They all kind of split up that usage. And then, obviously, we've been doing this all year. We want to attack Dallas with bigs. So, Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams are my favorite play um, for Memphis in this game. Uh, Jackson's a little bit more expensive. He's 7600 on DraftKings. But Steven Adams is 4200 so that's a pretty good price for him. And then um, I was looking at Jalen Brunson for Dallas. Um, he's 4900 on DraftKings. 
Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is 5,300 on DraftKings. Memphis is 27th against small forwards. So not not a whole lot on, on the Dallas side here for me. I'm leaning more towards Memphis uh, as far as fantasy plays. Yeah, I you know, this is this is my least favorite game on the board because you would think, okay, if Morant well, we know Morant's sitting, and so mm-hmm. that's huge. So where does all that that usage go? You know, like you say, Tyus Jones has done okay yeah, job. Jones, yeah, you know, and then there's other guys that can filter too. And as far as tack, I agree with you. I've done that all year attacking uh, you know, the interior of Dallas's lack of defense. Um, but Steven Adams is just so washed to me. He just mm-hmm. doesn't look like the same guy. And Jackson really doesn't play like a big. I mean, he likes to shoot the three. He likes to be finesse, you know, out there. So I don't really look at him as, you know, the bruiser inside that can finish with monster dunks, which he right. can. He can jump out of the building. But I don't always trust him either because he mm-hmm. has a tendency to be one of those foul trouble guys. But I will tell you this, I, I'm going to consider one of either Bain Brooks or Jackson, uh, you know, probably to have some exposure on that side. Yeah. But on the Dallas side, I, if you told me that Bullock, Finney Smith, Powell, Cauley Stein, Bobon, you go all done line, I could have any of those guys for free, I wouldn't take because they're going to kill your lineup. You can't mm-hmm. trust them. You could get a seven points from them. So yeah. the only guys you can even think about are Brunson, who represents himself decently. Mm-hmm. He would be the only guy I'd really consider because I'm not paying that kind of money for Luca right. in this situation where they can't even score the ball. And he's eleven mm-hmm. five still. So yeah, yeah. yeah there's no yeah. one. Yeah. No. So you know, at the at the very most, I'd be like possibly like a, a Brooks and Brunson, but Mm-hmm. Maybe only come out with a, a one-off here. Yeah. All right, let's hit game four. San Antonio Spurs and the Golden State Warriors. This is your blowout alert game of the night mm-hmm. for sure. Golden State's favored by nine and a half. It's a 220 over under. And you've got um, implied total for Spurs, 105.25 for the Warriors, 114.75, which is a big fat number. Um, Injury-wise, you've got Kate's uh, Bates Jop for the Spurs is doubtful. Vassell, doubtful. Collins, out. Iguodala uh, has the potential of making his return after missing mm-hmm. some games. He is probable, but Clay and Wiseman still out. So, you know, this has Golden State now on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. Spurs are rested. So, you know, let's watch the news there because Golden State may let somebody take a day off here because they probably don't need the full squad uh, to beat the Spurs. But you do have one good thing here, uh, Josh, is pace-wise, San Antonio 6, Golden State 8. So they are going to get up and down the floor. Mm-hmm. And then the Spurs, inefficient on offense, 25th. Uh, Golden State, second in the league, efficiency-wise. Spurs are 12th, which is respectable defensively. Golden State, as we know, has been in first, the best defensive team in the league throughout. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Does this game blow out, or are you going to play this game? 
Yeah, I do think this game is going to blow out. Um, if it somehow stays close, I think that Steph is due for one of his monster games. Um, you know, after having to face Chris Paul two of his last three games, you know, I feel like he gets a little bit of a break here. Um, but I don't think it'll stay close. So I was looking at Doug McDermott, um, 4,100 on DraftKings. Juan Toscano Anderson is 3,300. And then Jacob Pertle has been very solid. Um, we've been playing him quite a bit lately, so I like him too. And that's about it for me in this game. I think it's going to be, you know, like you said, pretty pretty much a blowout. Yeah, this it's hard here because DeJounte Murray at 10-1 has been terrific. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Steph is Steph, but 11-4 on a back-to-back when you may blow them out. Yeah. I, so risky, man. I mean, you know. That just that just reeks of uh, you know maybe thirty fantasy points for Steph and then you're screwed. So yeah, that's what he got last night. So yeah, so I don't know if I can do it there. You know the Spurs. Yes, Jakob Purtle at six two is steady. He's back. He's playing his regular minutes. He's had you know like three games back from when he had uh, was out for quite a while. I think he's probably the best play on the Spurs side for me. Yeah. Um, I just I cannot put Doug McDermott in a lineup again. I mean, I he's been so bad this year and and just doesn't get the minutes. I mean, his price is tempting and he can hit threes, but man, mm-hmm. it just he can throw some goose eggs on the board. And you really can't trust the rest rest of these guys. It's just yeah. such a, a rotation of people. The only guy that has done it consistently is DeJounte, but at 10-1 against the best defense in the league. Mm. I, I don't know how you go there either. Right. Um, I think where I'm going to go, Josh, is the secondary guys from Golden State. Mm-hmm. The mid-price guys in Jordan Poole, 6-4, Andrew Wiggins, 6-7, and Draymond Green at 7. You got three mid to lower mid-level price guys that should all play strong second banana to Curry unless any of them sit, you know, we'll know that ahead of time. But if they all play, I think you can take two of those three and have a good representation of two of the guys that will be part of, you know, a blowout or at least a high scoring game because they do have by a long shot, the highest implied total of any other team on the slate. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got two games left real quick mention. If you want to become a part of coach talk, Uh, We do put this uh, NBA podcast in front of the paywall seven days a week. Um, But if you want the Discord information, you want to see our analytics projections, all of our information that we're putting in there, all the coach speak, we're following all of the news, all the beat writers, everything. We're we're putting all of that in a Discord, building those lineups out, and then uh, about 20, 30 minutes before lock, we're posting a, a unique to the industry DraftKings clipboard, which highlights five core players. We call them the starting five, and then it gives you several options to fill in your DraftKings lineup with. We're also giving you a full FanDuel cash slash hybrid, which our hybrid is single entry GPPs. Mm-hmm. We're giving you that lineup and then a separate lineup for the GPP only multi-entry GPP. And we do the same thing on Yahoo. So, you know, we're going to supply you with what you need to win. And, you know, our coach talk motto here and what we try to to coach our members to is long-term sustainability. 
yeah. where you, you are successful enough on a daily basis that you're building, building, and not reloading. So uh, we've had great success at it so far. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can become a member for as little as three days for 10 bucks. So if you join today, you've got all of our basketball action today, tomorrow, and Monday. You get all of our football action tomorrow and Monday for the Monday night game. So a great time to join. All right, here we go. Two more games. And uh, the this game is a 10 o'clock game, as is the last one. So we, we do have two late-nighters. We may have to put out an after-hours. Oh, I may have to do that. We want to say happy birthday to Crash's wife because yeah. big birthday here. And I know they're going to be out celebrating tonight. So if there is an after hour slate, I will be posting that solo. But uh, Mrs. Crash, happy birthday. Hannah is her name. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Here we go. Clippers, Kings, Clippers by one and a half. That's it. 216 is the total, 108.75 Clippers uh, is the Clippers implied 107.25 for the Sacramento Kings, a smaller spread than I would have expected. Clippers are 12 and 11, Sacramento is 9 and 14. The reason that that spread is low is because I believe that Vegas thinks that Paul George will not play. He mm. has a questionable tag right now. And that spread tells me that it looks like he may be out. So that changes the complexion. They're also missing Batum, uh, Leonard, and Preston. Sacramento, on the other hand, uh, they have Woodard being uh, is probable. Harrison Barnes, a big part of their lineup, is uh, doubtful. And Mo Harkless is out. So interesting game here. How do you mm -hmm. see this one unfolding? Or you, let me give you the stats first, then you can give us your your deal. Remember, second night of back to back for the Clippers, probably the reason they want to rest George. Yeah, thirteenth and fourth in pace, so good pace in this game. Offensive efficiency, Clippers twenty three, Sacramento sixteen. Defensively, the Clippers are tough at third, but they're certainly not third without Paul George in there. And Sacramento isn't defending well at all. They're 26. So mm. what do you think? Yeah, so they just played each other a couple days ago. Um, and Sacramento actually won that game 124 to 115. So that's yep. 239 points right there. So yeah. if, if they combine for something like that, it'll obviously have the highest total on the slate. Um, I think, you know, George, if he sits, then you probably want to look at guys like Reggie Jackson, um, potentially, what do you think, Terrence Mann, would he come off the bench and start? Or do you think it would be Kennard? What I have plugged in right now possibly is Jackson, George, Morris, Ibaka, and Zubats with uh, Bledsoe and Mann in the mix there. So if George sits, then I'm thinking Bledsoe starts, and that would be the – that's where the oh, – Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know – Sacramento has been the worst in the league against centers. So Zubox would come into play. He's 4,900 on DraftKings. Um, Darren Fox had a really nice game against the Clippers in that game. He had 43.8 DraftKings points. He's 8,200 on DraftKings. Um, for value, you could look at Davion Mitchell. Um, he had 31.3 
in that game, and he's only 3,400. Uh, and then Terrence Davis is 3,500. He had 38. So those three guards for Sacramento and then Zubox um, at center for the Clippers would probably be the key play if, if George plays, and I would want to have him too. But Yeah. I'm For me on the Clippers side, I'm going to uh, anticipate George is going to sit. Uh, just mm -hmm. after seeing the latest Vegas line. So for me, Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris are my favorite two plays on the Clippers side. Uh, I really like Morris at 4.7. He's always been one, one of those guys that comes through for me when I play him. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't mind dialing him up. My concern with the big, I, I agree with you, Sacramento doesn't defend them well, but now that Serge Ibaka is back in the mix, he and Zubots are both sort of, Four sure. slash five, yeah. really uh, a box is a four slash five. So mm -hmm. they both grab rebounds or get an extra block or whatever. So there's a little bit of uh, pulling some of each other's usage and actual DFS yeah. points from each other. Um, so that's a bit of a concern. But, you know, let's see what that starting lineup looks like. You may get also a 5.1 Bledso on the cheap that could mm -hmm. be a decent play. Um, or a Terrence Mann at 4.8. But for me, I'm looking mainly at Jackson and Morris uh, with George out if he sits. Uh, on the Sacramento side, you know, I've been sticking with Fox here, 8.2, and he's been sometimes good, sometimes not so good. So mm -hmm. not sure I want to go up to that price. I'd like him at about 7.7, 7, 7.8, but uh, we'll consider him. Halliburton, again, he's a hit or miss guy, and 6.3 isn't a giveaway. Yeah. Right now, it seems like, you know, since the new coaching change with Gentry taking over, he seems to really like Terrence Davis. Mm -hmm. They're actually even running some plays for him, and he's only 3.5. Yeah. So he may be the go to value on the slate thus far. And then Metu, I mean, look what he did mm -hmm. uh, at 4.6. You know, it looks like he's going to get a good role in Gentry's offense. After that, you've got a, a fair-priced Holmes at six, yeah. and then Buddy Hield at five nine, and Davion Mitchell at three four are the two guys I would consider off the bench. So, a lot of playable commodities here. Uh, we need to finalize the George news both on offense and defense, so we have to follow both of those, and uh, and then we'll just take it from there. But I think there's definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, some playable guys on both sides of the of the uh, of the aisle here. So mm -hmm. we're getting some dog issues here. Somebody's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> All right. So uh, anything else on that game? Uh, no, I was just gonna point out that you mentioned Terrence Davis is thirty five hundred on DraftKings. He's fifty five hundred on FanDuel. So anytime you see that kind of price discrepancy, that's a red alert that you should probably play that guy in DraftKings. That is a big, big difference for sure. Yeah. Good point. All right, last game. Let's wrap it up. Boston at Portland. Boston on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. So the theme of one team on, a, on the second night of a back-to-back -back out of every game and the other team, an island game, is really another bizarre thing for this slate. Uh, but it is Boston minus one, 217.5 total, 109.25 for Boston. 108.25 uh, for Portland. Boston comes in at 12 and 11. Portland at 11 and 12. Injuries, you've got Jalen Brown, questionable. Obviously, mm -hmm. major news because that changes everything for Boston. Uh, Langford is probable, so they may get him back into their rotation. 
And actually, you know, I have this, I have one report that, nope, Jalen Brown out. So there you go. Okay. I have the, the latest one where Brown went from questionable to out. So that makes it a lot easier breaking this game down. Portland, uh, Lillard remains out for a while. Nazir Little and Anthony Simons is out now. Mm -hmm. So we may have a Dennis Smith uh, favoritism on this slate, which is bizarre out of nowhere. Yeah. But uh, so that's going to be interesting for this game. As far as statistically speaking, we've got – Boston 24th in pace, Portland 18th. So that's not helpful. Uh, Boston's only 20th in offensive efficiency, Portland 9th. Uh, but defensively, Boston is 10th, very respectable. Portland second to last, 29th mm-hmm. in the league defensively. So yeah. it does open up some potential plays here. Who do you like? Yeah, so you mentioned it um, briefly there with Dennis Smith Jr. with Anthony Simons out. Um, Third, 400 on DraftKings, so I like that. I don't like C.J. McCollum in this game. I think that he's going to see Marcus Smart's defense. So Norman Powell um, would be a potential play for me at 5,200. And then um, 7,300 at, at uh, center, Joseph Nurkic. Um Decent price for him. He's averaged 44 fantasy points in his last three games against Boston. So he's in play for me. And then obviously with Jalen Brown out, you want to look at Jason Tatum. He's 9,800 on DraftKings. He might be my payup guy on this slate. Um, It's kind of looking like that. And then um, Al Horford, he's 6,800. I like him too. Yeah. I, you know, I think Tatum seems like the most obvious payup option to me at nine, mm-hmm. eight with, with Brown out. I think that uh, that makes the most sense. And uh, you know, he'll probably get guarded by Norm, uh, Norman Powell, but I think he can still uh, really get the, get score the ball. So I like him. Uh, I don't know if I want to jump on the chalk bandwagon of Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. He's just such a, Everybody's going to plug and play him in 3.4, think he's going to get massive minutes. I'm not sure he gets as massive of minutes as everybody thinks because, you know, CJ can play point. He, mm-hmm. he is a point guard. And you can always go with Tony Snell and Ben McElmore. And, you know, they dust those guys, maybe even yeah. a CJ Ellaby. Who knows? But uh, I'm not as sold on, on Dennis Smith. I, I, you know, I get it. But I think there's enough value and more value that will open – that you may be able to avoid a chalk that gets you what 15 yeah. fantasy points. So I may not got, go there. I do agree with you that that CJ is going to get smart defense, but I still think CJ is doable with with Lillard off the floor. His numbers just are ridiculous, and I know it's you know Boston defense is really improving, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to count out CJ. You know I may go into that last game, which I haven't recently had much exposure late but i could have a a tatum versus cj standoff Mm. here uh in this last game yeah yeah i mean i could i could see it because cj is such a strong scorer one-on-one and stuff like that so i mean definitely all right man don't forget for those that are listening here we're going to build this uh two brains are better than one lineup right now on FanDuel. uh we will be posting that uh in discord in Discord tonight, so you know, uh, for our members, uh, the DraftKings clipboard will be posted by uh, Josh or through t- from Josh through me if he's at his wife's dinner. 
And uh, that will give you that core five and then the rest of your players to choose from. I'll put up a FanDuel uh, hybrid cash lineup. And then this lineup we're building right now will be the GPP lineup. And mm -hmm. then I will be posting uh, the two lineups on Yahoo, the cash and GPP. So, Mr. Josh, I will allow you to have this first pick, as long as it's not a buck. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to probably take a Green Bay Packer. No yeah, problem. really. Wrong sport, wrong day. <laughs> Can we play Aaron Rodgers at small forward? Yeah, they're actually on a bye this week, so definitely not going to play any Packers this well, week. Well, that's more of the reason why he could suit up and play hoops. Yeah, he could play it, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to go. Yeah, I was at the, I, my son and I went to the Mavericks game where they had Tony Romo in uniform. Oh, really? Yes. He had an honorary game. In fact, you know, the Mavs have that at the end of the court where they mm -hmm. have everybody that ever suited up for the Mavs listed oh. on the floor. Tony Romo's on there. Wow. He, he was officially on their roster, but they weren't allowed to play him. And he, he faked like he was checking in a couple of times, but he, they didn't put him in. I'm going to go with the play that we recommended earlier. I think that you're right. He could possibly sit tonight, Kyle Lowry. So I'm going to take Gabe Vincent at 4,500. Wow. Who would ever guess in a million years Gabe Vincent being the first choice on the board? All right. I'll go, since I'm the cash money guy, Jason Tatum. All right. I'm going to put him at small forward. Okay. How's that for a fast? Put you right back on the clock. It's like speed chess. Yeah. All right, Darren Fox. Oh, I've been playing him so much. I've had him like almost every game since Gentry took over. Mm. So he is due for one of those gigantic games. Um, I want – this is again, this is in the anticipation that George uh, sits – I think I'm going to go Marcus Morris at power forward because okay. he's cheap. That makes sense. Did I overlook him? Where is he? It's $4,300. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's way down there. Okay. Yep. I like going on the cheap. I'm going to take... Let's see. There's a couple. Terrence of... Davis, shooting guard. Who? Terrence Davis. Yeah, I like that pick. He was on my radar as well because he's only 5,500. Um, you know, what the heck? Jaron Jackson. If he gets in foul trouble, I'm going to go through the TV and smack him in the head. <laughs> I almost picked him, too. That's funny. I'm going to take him at center. Okay. Or do you want me to take him at power forward? Do you have a center in mind that you want it? I kind of do, so let's leave All that right. open. Power forward, Jaron Jackson, 7,200. All right. I'm going to go with Jalen Brunson at shooting guard. Okay. There's our. Maverick dude, Jalen. So, well, go ahead and take your center and then tell me what I have left for small forward. Okay. Which, which center were you looking at? 
Um, Jakob Pertle? No, I think I'm going to take Dwayne Dedman. Okay. That, that's fine. How much is he? 58. He's overpriced on FanDuel, man. Yeah, he is. 38 on DraftKings, right? Now, let me, let me, or let me. 37. Let me go ahead and take um, Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond. I like that pick, too. He's 69. That gives me 9,100 for a small forward. Well, if Paul George plays, he's 9,100. <laughs> I, I was like, well, that worked out perfect. But, uh, yeah. No, it did not. So now we're in this quandary. Doggone it. Um, uh, well, I, okay. I guess Tyler Hero is, I want for sure. That was my pick. Mm-hmm. But that gives us 1,800. So I'll take Hero and okay. let's go let's up it. by 1,800 somewhere. Okay. Let me look at one thing here. Is there any way we could go from now? That's not going to give us enough. I'd like to get, you know, can't what do you do think that. about Reggie Jackson? Reggie for who? For Vincent. Can we do that? Yeah. I love that. It it leaves us with 600. So I like that as a GPP. Leave 600 okay. on the board. So- I'm good with this lineup, and we don't need to spend the extra money today. There's no reason to. So we have Reggie Jackson, De'Aaron Fox, Terrence Davis, Jalen Brunson, Jason Tatum, Tyler Hero, Marcus Morris, Jaron Jackson, and Draymond Green. There is our GPP FanDuel. Two brains are better than one. Lineup for December 4th, 2021. Let's take it down. Yep, I like it a lot. All right, man, that is the word. Uh, we got it done. And I, the dog, my dog's about to lose his marbles. So yeah, I'm going to close this out. And it's doggy style. Here, he's letting it go. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow is only a five-game slate, and I'll be on for that one. And then uh, we'll take it from there. So any final words from your side? No, I think I think I really like how this uh, FanDuel lineup came together here at the end. So I definitely recommend everybody to get that thing in early and reserve your entries and let's crush it. Well, we have the dog's approval, so we know yeah. it's a good one. Right. <laughs> well, appreciate it. Thanks, Crash. It, it's been fun. Enjoy. Again, your wife, uh, happy birthday from everybody. Enjoy your evening out, and I'll mm-hmm. get all that posted. Uh, for members, we won't be posting till 735, which is – weird but uh eight o'clock is the lock time for the six game slate so we will get you posted there so appreciate everybody uh listening in we appreciate uh remember the contest here you go hit the subscribe button thumbs up quick comment and then we'll have a drawing i'll be on here at seven in youtube to announce the winner and post it right here with the comments for a one-week membership at coach talk Mm -hmm. all right For Crash Davis, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.